You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And you're listening to Real Presence Live on this Friday, Friday. morning from St. Mary's Church is where we're broadcasting in Sioux Falls. So, Father, they wanted us to make sure to plug the app this morning. Oh, yes, the app. It's a great app. It is a great app yeah. because I don't know if people knew that on the app you can go back and listen yes, to Real can. Presence Live and any podcast that we might have, like Rutten Radio is right. on there. Right, yes. If you, right between, we always say between Father Schmitz and Bishop Barron. So <laughs> they, they're trying to fancy. No, they're trying to help us out. You know, oh, you always put the, oh, the, uh-huh. the, the one that needs help between the other yeah. rock stars so that when you you're right up there. Help. So you accidentally <laughs> hit, you're like, I didn't want this. You guys don't need help. It sound like Bishop Barron. <laughs> but if you've missed our first hour, which was a great hour. Oh my gosh, it absolutely. Fantastic. It'll be up on our podcast later. The podcasts are also on the app so if you've missed a show and you want to go back and listen there's the daily readings on there you can submit a prayer request and we actually do pray for all those that submit prayer requests it's not just a thing we do we actually do it and then um you can also donate. We yep. love donations. Yep. We'll I mean, always take donations. It's Lent, folks. Let's donate. So if you wanted to, go check us out, yep. Real Presence Radio for the app, and take us wherever you go. Yes. And you can listen live. Listen live. Listen live. Lucky so, dogs. Yes. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you let us into your homes, and we're going to be heading now to Minnesota to see what is happening with the Minnesota Catholic Conference. Jason, are you on the line with us? Good morning. Nice to be with you. Thank you for being with us again. How has this last week been? Oh, it's been exciting as always. Uh, We're really uh, moving fast here in Minnesota. We have a short legislative session. Legislative deadlines are coming up toward later and the later point of March, and so really bills need to get moving and be heard um, Mm -hmm. if they're going to make it through the process past uh, those March deadlines. Right. So, what has been happening with the Capitol lately? Well, uh, some, some big bills. Last night, uh, there was uh, two bills that were passed with regard to gun violence and gun violence regulation. Uh, those bills don't really have any chance of passing the Senate, but in an election year, uh, the parties are passing legislation that they believe um, is important and that voters should think about when they're going to the polls in November, mm. precisely because uh, their argument is, well, we would do these great things and pass these important laws, but mm. for the other party... Uh, okay. being in charge, and that's why it's important to elect us in November. So these two bills related to gun violence legislation, one is a, called a red flag law, uh, which would um, allow uh, family members and friends to advise uh, law enforcement that someone needs a protective order, that they present a danger to themselves or others uh, because they own a firearm. And so that's gotten a lot of con- uh, talk and hmm. conversation here. That was passed out of uh, the House uh, for a second time this biennium uh, last night, along with a um, bill to close the remaining loopholes in background check uh, legislation and background background check laws. So we've been on the record supporting both pieces of legislation. Our position is that um, with the exercise of a right comes the ability to do so responsibly. Rights are always tethered to responsibilities, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's responsible gun ownership 
um, is the way to go, and that these are common sense uh, regulations that could, in fact, save lives. So uh, those bills were passed uh, off the House floor last night. Um, that was something that was a pretty significant piece of legislative news this week. And then there's a constitutional amendment in the works. What is it for, and um, how did it get started? Another big piece of legislation that is, I, I think, um, in terms of its momentum, uh, has been a bit surprising, given that normally uh, constitutional amendments here in Minnesota are pretty significant uh, initiatives, and normally uh, they take years to get on the ballot. But um, uh, the president of the Federal Reserve Bank, Neil Kashkari, has teamed up with uh, former Minnesota Viking great and Hall of Famer and Supreme Court Justice Alan Page uh, to promote an amendment that would guarantee uh, all Minnesota kids a quality public educa- public school education. And um, there's persistent achievement gaps, uh, specifically with regard to white students and students of color. And there have been a number of solutions being proposed over the years, but really no progress has been made uh, in that regard. So they have, uh, President Kashkari and Justice Page have been proposing this constitutional amendment, and it's gathering a lot of bipartisan momentum, generating a lot of discussion about the achievement gap, how to close gaps, how to improve educational outcomes here in Minnesota. Um, But others are uh, addressing some significant concerns. Uh, as well with that, and so uh, it'll be an interesting to see whether um, that gets on the ballot or whether there needs to be more deliberation and discussion about that um, before that gets put to voters. I think what will end up happening is most likely the case that that will be uh, tabled until uh, the next biennium for, for deeper consideration, but it's certainly generated a conversation with regard to education outcomes. We believe that school choice uh, is the best uh, way to promote uh, better education, give parents and families especially those who don't have the means to normally attend private school, uh, the ability to do so through tax credits or education savings accounts or some other mechanism that allows them to find a school that suits both their values um, and their needs as uh, learners and as young people in development. So uh, we think school choice is a better proposal. um, And we're studying and considering the effects that the page proposed amendment may have at this point. Okay. There also is a primary coming up in Minnesota. What would you like people to know about that who plan on voting? Well, that's, that's been an interesting discussion because Minnesota moved to a primary system for its presidential nominating uh, activity uh, after 2016 when the caucuses were swamped and uh, it made both the uh, caucus system uh, from, from the nominating standpoint for the presidency and also the caucus system where can, uh, parties uh, identify and endorse candidates pick their delegates for the state convention, introduce resolutions. So we moved to a primary, but the the parties wanted what's called a closed party nominating process, meaning that the the primaries are really closed to people uh, unless they identify specifically as Republicans or Democrats or or with one of the other major parties in Minnesota right now. That's only two pro-marijuana parties, (laughs) as it were. Um, And so if you want to vote, you need to attest that you agree with the the general principles of that political Hmm. party. And uh, that's caused a lot of consternation because people don't want to necessarily Mm -hmm. be publicly identified with a political party, but that's how you protect um, from crossover voting, from Republicans sabotaging Democrats and vice versa. So the parties wanted it, but people are... Are very nervous that their information about party affiliation, which ballot they select, Republican or Democrat, uh, will be made public. Because um, though you can't get that information from the Secretary of State, that information is part- provided to the parties, all the parties, 
and it could become public information as well. So that's been mm. a big discussion as we lead up to Tuesday. We already have early voting here in Minnesota, so many, many ballots in the primaries have already been cast. The question is, is will legislators move to fix that system to protect voter privacy uh, before Tuesday so people have more comfort mm. voting? Um, or will they see how the system all works and then decide to make any fixes at a later date? What that has done is it has compelled many nonprofit organizations, um, civic leaders, others who don't want to have their party affiliation. They've been, in many cases, advised by their organization or association to not vote if they're concerned about their um, information becoming public. We advise uh, our bishops, our staff here at the Minnesota Catholic Conference, that clergy names could become public and that at minimum that they should know that were they to participate in the primary. And Archbishop Hebda passed along that advice mm-hmm. uh, to our clergy here in the Archdiocese, because um, technically it is a partisan political activity, and clergy are forbidden from participating in partisan political activities. Um, so it's been an interesting uh, week here, and that's gained a lot of coverage nationally, um, that recommendation, but also uh, locally here in Minnesota as well, and it's helped drive the debate at the Capitol about whether or not to protect uh, voter privacy as we enter um, into that primary and election season this year. Wow. <laughs> For those of you that are just yeah. tuning in, um, this is Heather Caro and Father Paul Rutten. We're broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota this morning. We're talking with Jason Adkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, filling us in on a lot of things that are going on <laughs> in Minnesota and a lot of things that people need to um, be aware of. Before we get any further in, Jason, I, for people who are listening to uh, just these three topics that we've touched on and are feeling overwhelmed by the response and want more information so they can read up more, where can they go for more information? Well, we have a, something called the Catholic Advocacy Network that you can find through our website, mncatholic.org. Again, that's mncatholic.org. And mm-hmm. at minimum, that allows you to um, stay up to date on what's going on at the Capitol, other events related to bringing our faith into public life, and uh, with a click of a mouse, be able to send your legislators a message about uh, key in issues impacting uh, human dignity and the common good here in Minnesota. And then, of course, follow us on social media as well. Um, our Twitter handle is at uh, MNCatholicConf, and then I think our Facebook, I'm not even on Facebook, but you can find it through our <laughs> website, mncatholic.org. I don't I don't run the Facebook page, so uh, I'm a 20th century guy. <laughs> but, but again, that's mencatholic.org, and then click on the Catholic Advocacy Network, and you can sign up there. All right. One last question before we let you go for those that are listening. Is there anything else that uh, the people in the Minnesota area should be watching for or paying attention to coming up these next few weeks? Well, I had mentioned in with regard to our discussion on education, school choice, mm-hmm. educational choice, and um, we've got um, our bill to... Uh, expand our tax credit program uh, here and add tuition to the already existing uh, education tax credits. That bill has been introduced, and we're hoping that that gets included in a tax bill um, that gets passed this year. It's going to be difficult, again, with two parties controlling uh, different sides of the Capitol. Um, But also there's going to be a school safety bill um, heard on Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday, and what that will do is provide funding per pupil uh, basically $36 uh, per student per school, including non-public schools, uh, so that they have better uh, uh, procedures, protocols, policies, uh, physical structures, and people provide greater school security uh, on their campuses. And so that's really exciting that we're looking forward to that. Um, not just public schools, but all schools need uh, better security, and it's great that 
um, the state is looking at providing that security uh, for schools, including non-public schools as well. So that'll be heard on Tuesday. Okay. Any final thoughts before we let you go? Uh, keep your legislators in prayer. They they are people, most of whom are trying to do the very best they can. They make great sacrifices to come down to be away from their families, especially in big, geographically large states like Minnesota and South Dakota. So they need our prayers. They need our support. They need us as resources, because how can we expect them to do the right thing if we're not telling them what the right thing to do is? Mm-hmm. And uh, really be friends with, uh, with them in, in the sense of walking together uh, to identify and look forward toward the common good. So friendship is rooted in a shared vision of the good, as Aristotle and Aquinas yeah. said. And so that's the attitude we need to have toward our legislators, not just demanding things from them all the time, but seeking to help them do their job as well. Well, and I, th- I found it very interesting. I had asked before if, at the state level, if the legislatures read the letters and emails that they get. Yes, oh, absolutely they do, and especially if those come from constituents. Uh, mm-hmm. Things from uh, people who aren't their constituents don't tend to get as much attention, <laughs> right. but you, you, mm-hmm. bet, you bet if you uh, send a note, um, and even if it's a, an email from the Catholic Advocacy Network, if you can personalize it, share your own perspective on it in, in addition to what we say, or even write a handwritten note, um, stop by your legislator's office when you're in Pierre or St. Paul, um, these things really do make a difference. Good to know. Yeah. All right. Well, keep up the good work and keep us updated. And give us the website one more time for those that are interested in keeping up to date. You can find us at Minnesota Catholic Conference at mncatholic.org. Again, that's mncatholic.org. And click on Take Action if you want to know more. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Thanks. God bless your day. You too. Bye. Wow. Yeah. I love the feeling of having power at the state level. I think we forget that sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And so we really have to get out there and be sure we're paying attention. Yeah. I'm glad we have those Catholic conferences in our states. Yeah, absolutely. Well, still to come, we're hopping in the car to find out what's happening across the listening area in our 10-minute tour. Here's a hint, plenty of, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be plenty of Friday fish fries. <laughs> yep, 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 <laughs> and later, yep. Father Paul will prepare us for First Sunday of Lent with a short gospel reflection. Yes. Stay with us. All this and more is coming up next on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.